Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. You can check out more Cowboys articles and Mavericks articles over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Tonight on Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Hyundai, we will talk more about them on the right of the week in a few moments here on the show. But tonight we will talk about a positional battle that we've already heard of over the next few weeks and months. And I always love this time of the year, even if it's the most difficult one as a football fan, as a football, you know, sicko, because you you don't have a lot of new football content. But I also like when we start to have several discussions about the roster. I've recently put together my first 53-man roster projection. I will publish it soon enough on adcsports.com. We will talk about it at some point here throughout the week on the show. But I like having these discussions. The Cowboys let us have, let us have an early one because they have declared a battle at offensive center, and I'm excited to discuss it at length. Because basically, after the NFL draft, Stephen Jones said that they expect Matt Farniak to challenge Tyler Viadish for the starting center spot. Now, I like the optimism, Samuel, because Samuel says it's, it's not a battle. It's J.C. Treader's job. I will, say, I will tell you something. I like the optimism, Samuel. But J.C. in Dallas is not happening. I don't think that is. But, you know, here's where it gets interesting, though. I think that's where it feels to me that Cowboys Nation is getting this whole thing wrong. Because think about it. The Cowboys passed on Tyler Linderbaum in the first round. And, you know, we were upset at first. Over the, over the last few days, we've gotten a little bit, you know, at peace with the Tyler Smith pick. I know that Skywalker today this morning talked about the attitude era and we're understanding the Tyler's pick the Tyler Smith pick now but a lot of people have kind of felt that this news on the starting center position being up for grabs is a knock on Tyler Vyadish and I don't know that that is the case I think that this has more to do with how promising Matt Farniak's development has been behind the scenes we'll talk about it tonight let's see some of your comments here in the meantime skywalker still says i'm still cracking up what is up sky i'm still cracking up toxic has my face as a profile pick man toxic tom you know has your morning host skywalker steel as his profile pick and we joked about it on friday night sky said that feels to me like i made it <laughs> So that is awesome, for sure. So let me ask you a question. Now that we know that a Cowboys starting spot is up for grabs, it feels to me like there are three main characters that we'll discuss. Tyler Vyadish, Matt Farniak, and of course, uh, one of Cowboys Nation's favorite undrafted free agents, Alec Lindstrom. So let me know in the chat. Trust your gut. What's your gut feeling? Who starts at center for the Cowboys in 2022? Because it does feel like Cowboys Nation was a little bit disappointed 
when the Cowboys didn't pick Tyler Linderbaum, even if it wasn't a surprise, because I think no one was expecting them to take the center out of Iowa. He wasn't in the 30 visits. We know that the Cowboys like measurables. They like arm length. They like height. And Linderbaum wasn't really a player that would check off the, those boxes, even if we like that, you know, possibility for Dallas in our minds. While you let me know your answers on who do you think will be the Cowboys starting center when the time comes in September, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com because the ride of the week is the Hyundai Palisade. And we're talking about a third row sitting vehicle. It comes with towing, capable with trailer sway control. It's got, of course, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, blind spot collision avoidance, and of course, backup camera and rear parking sensors. It's a spacious vehicle. Make sure that you check out the interiors because let me tell you something, the interiors for the Palisade are pretty unique. So go check them out over at FreemanHyundai.com. The Palisade starts at $38,595. You can check out all the new versions over at FreemanHyundai.com. Again, that, it's Freeman, that is FreemanHyundai.com. Surprisingly, it seems to me that there are a lot of, you know, different answers in the chat. Shane Carter goes with Alec Linestrom. Dallas Jung also shouts out the Boston College Center. Samuel Rose says, Connor McGovern looking at y'all like, hey, McGovern, do you think, you know, it was interesting during the press conference, the Cowboys pretty much didn't mention him at all, right? Farnock or Lindstrom says Danny Savage. So basically ruling out Biadish over here. Toxic Tom gives Biadish some credit. Griff as well. Viadish job to lose first half of the season. He played very well, says Nicholas, which is something that I agree. Let me give you my answer. But before I do that, let's talk about the true reason why the Cowboys have a competition going on at center. It's not about Tyler Viadish is struggling. I really believe that isn't the case. I think it's all about Matt Farniak's development. Now, we know that Farniak is a pretty good athlete. And on the screen, you have his relative athletic score which is high, 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 9.91. And we know about the 10-yard split. We know about the vertical jump, the three-cone drills. We've known this since Matt Farniak was picked in the seventh round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Not only that, but we also were able to watch Farniak up close when he played the Eagles in the regular season finale, and he had a pretty dominant performance. And people will say, yeah, they were backups, but still, it's the NFL. Farniak was playing against some pretty good competition there, and it's very clear that the Cowboys liked his development. Not only that, but what have we heard about Farniak during this offseason? Because we've seen a lot of praise for the young center. We've seen Joe Philbin go out there and talk about how he's put the work in how he's always working to get better and improving. So I think that the Cowboys declaring the offensive center position open for competition is about Farniak, and it's not about Tyler Viadish struggling. Now, here is where I get into Alec. Because, listen, I like undrafted free agents as much as the next guy. But I will confess that I'm a, I might be in the minority here 
But I feel like Cowboys Nation is being a little bit too optimistic when it comes to Alec. When it comes to Alec, statistically, no biases, no priors about any specific player. We know how hard it is for a non-drafted free agent, no matter the name, no matter the guaranteed money he gets. It's hard for a non-drafted free agent to make the roster, and some people are already making him the starter. So I, I hesitate on that. I would like to be proven wrong because I like undrafted free agent stories. However, I wouldn't say that Alec is ready to compete for the starting spot. He's not your ideal athlete. He liked, he lacks the size. He lacks the, the arm length. So he's not your pro ready kind of offensive center either. So I kind of, I know I'm in the minority here, but I would pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to Alec. I think this is all about Matt Farniak. And I think he has a legit shot at fighting for the job with Tyler Viadish. I would love to be wrong, though, again, because I, I, I like those I like those stories when underdogs are able to thrive, especially as rookies, right? Francisco says there will be competition along the line, and the only ones safe are Smith and Martin. I would love to see some competition at right tackle and left guard as well. I, however, do feel like it's pretty set. And I, I have some questions that I would like to ask an offensive line expert, and we'll see if we can get that sometime in the near future about offensive line development. But I do think that it feels like Tyler Smith is your starter at the left guard, and I would be very surprised if the Cowboys are not set with Terrence Steele at right tackle. I know we like the idea of competition, but if the Cowboys let Lyle Collins go without being 100% in on Terrence Steele, then what are we doing here, right? So it feels to me that in, in reality, it's only, it's only the center position that's up for grabs for the Dallas Cowboys. Russell says, the Tyler Smith go to Connor's, Connor's spot. Yeah, I, I would say that is going to be the case. Toxic Tom says, get Frederick, Frederick out of retirement if Bruce Wayne can come back. Man, I hate the fact that Travis Frederick, Frederick doesn't play football anymore. Him and Andrew Locke are two guys that every, every once in a while I will randomly remember that they don't play football anymore. And I will get pissed and my day will be ruined. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding, but it, it is so random that they stopped playing so early in their careers for different reasons and very valid reasons, of course. But still, one of those things that makes you think about how different perspective can be for every single player. So there you go. I think that the Cowboys... We'll hold that competition, thinking of Matt Farniak rather than Alec or rather than being concerned about Tyler Biotish's performance. And I think that the Cowboys are higher on their centers than most people are. And I think it's pretty promising because you have the knowledge of Farniak's athleticism and potential upside. Because we had this conversation last night. When we talk about athletic scores, when we talk about testing, spider shards from mock draftable and all of that we're not talking about players we're talking about athletes but these numbers these stats and information shed some light on how 
the potential and upside look for every single player. So it's promising. To me, it's promising and it's good news that the Cowboys are going to hold this conversation. Richard says, what about Josh Ball? Can he convert to center? I, I don't think that Ball has played center ever before. I think Ball will be more in the conversation to be your swing tackle rather than playing inside. Interesting competition, by the way. J Jerry Jones, one of the things that they said after the draft was that they're not going to be looking for a swing tackle in the market, which means that they're all in in both Josh Ball and Matt Willetsko. I would take McGovern at center, says Jared. I don't know about that. They tried him. Bruce says, what if they try McGovern at center? They, they kind of made a run at that experiment, didn't they, in 2021? And for some reason, they didn't go on with it. And I don't think that McGovern's play at guard was promising at all. I, I actually, and you guys know this if you watched primetime at the time, I was pretty upset that they had benched Connor Williams. I know that center is a different position, but I do think that it tells us a lot that the Cowboys are not even talking about McGovern at this point. I'm guessing right now, I'm guessing, spoiler alert, that he finds his way into the roster. I would be surprised if he doesn't because of the position flex maybe. But I did not see him competing for a starting spot at this point. Sure, he will at left guard because what if Tyler Smith doesn't work out immediately and the Cowboys have to wait not only to play him at tackle, but maybe even at guard. But I don't know that the Cowboys would feel comfortable at playing McGovern at center. Not after they made the experiment and then nothing came out of that. Speaking of guard and speaking of the offensive line and center and all of that, Let's talk a little bit about Cowboys needs because there has been a lot of criticism going around about a Cowboys draft. Uh, some say that Williams was drafted too high. Some say that Smith was also a rich and all of that. But I think that when you sit down and, and look at it closely, and we did last night, you kind of realize that the Cowboys covered all of their needs, that their top needs, not all of them, of course. So my, I guess my question for you guys in the chat is, do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys covered their top needs in the draft? Heading into it, heading into last week, we looked at in whatever order you wanted to. And actually, that's kind of that's kind of wrong in the graphic. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to type offensive tackle at the top. I meant to type left guard, edge rusher, wide receiver, and tight end. They kind of went for it. Because they got their offensive lineman in the first. In that order, too, which is funny. Edge rusher in the second. Wide receiver in the third. And then tight end in the fourth. I don't know if the players will pan out. We don't know if they will work. Or if in three years we'll look back at this class and say, boy, that class sucked. I, we don't know. The future is... For another day, and we'll debate it at some point in this offseason, I'm sure. But they did go and address each and every single one of their needs. 
Some of your answers here. Primetime Phil agrees. Gregory agrees. Kenneth over at Facebook agrees as well. Cover them, says Sean. But it is a cheap quilt. Agrees, says Bruce, for the top needs, but there's still a few. Stephen White agrees to. Tommy says, strongly disagree. Did they add players? Yes. But did they get the right ones? No. So I will I will tell you what. I think they, I, my answer is agree. Maybe with a question mark, because indeed we don't know about Sam Williams. But we do know that he will play with Dante Fowler and Durant Armstrong. So it's not like the Cowboys are betting on Williams to take over at edge rusher and do his thing by himself for three downs. That is not going to be Williams' role. Tyler Smith is the biggest question mark because we, we don't know Tyler Smith, the left guard. We simply don't. We literally have never seen him play the guard. He was exclusively a, a left tackle for Tulsa. But he's expected to start at left guard. Jalen Tolbert. Give me the check mark there. I'm I'm excited about Tolbert, to be honest. Uh, tight end, I would much rather have Cooper, yeah. But hey, they got Tolbert. That's what matters right now. And a tight end, I think they also kind of nailed it because al although they didn't take one of the top tight ends in this class, you're not expecting any of these guys to be your starting tight end. Dalton Schultz is your starting tight end. Forget about after 2022. Right now, they did get their tight end too, which is what they needed, especially because they want to play 12 personnel. They want to have two tight ends on the field to run the football and to throw the football, not only to, to improve the running game. So I will say that I agree. Although we have some question marks about some of these players. Now, this is where it gets interesting, and this is what I wanted to talk about before we get out of here. What is the biggest need for the Cowboys? The biggest remaining need at the moment. Because I was putting together the fifth three-man roster projection, and I cannot wait to share it with you. But to me, the answer to that question is pretty clear. Jared says center, and I would say that you know, tying this together with the starting topic of tonight's show, the Cowboys will disagree with that. The Cowboys will tell you that not only do they have a starting center in Tyler Vyadish, but they also think that Farniak could start. Again, I think that the Cowboys think differently about center than we do. Who's right? Who's wrong? We don't know. But what we know about Yadish is that he's been a decent starter for the Cowboys. Cowboys Nation might have been a little bit spoiled thinking about the Fredericks of the world, the Martins of the world, the Tyrants of the world. But he's been a decent starter so far for the Cowboys. And Farniak, apparently, they like their development. So I will say, and I, I would, I will. Also disagree with that. The film says absolutely not. I don't think that, I think that we're being too harsh on Biadish. I don't think that he was bad at all. I think, again, that he was a decent starter, even though you could have used an, an up, upgrade. Which is why I would have loved to see Tyler Linderbaum in the Cowboys, by the way. Let's see some of your answers. Danny Savage goes with GM, which, you know, is always 
one of the featured answers. Linebacker for Bruce, Jeremy says free safety. And the Cowboys do have, you know, Malik Cooker, Israel Mukwamu, who's a versatile defensive back. Donovan Wilson, who's done a little bit of both. But maybe you don't have that blue chip free safety. Adam says, new offensive coordinator, head coach for Charlene Evans. Receiver, still for Joe, which is an answer that I don't hate, actually. Because you have, especially because say that Michael Gallup is not ready for week one. Then you have CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, James Washington. And then after those three, you're getting into Simi Fioko territory, TJ Basher territory, maybe an undrafted free agent. So maybe if we're talking about depth at receiver, I don't hate this answer. Nicholas says linebacker, and this is the one that I agree with. If you ask me what's the biggest need for the Cowboys today, I would say linebacker. And this is how things stand on the roster. I did not include Damon Clark because he will not be ready for September. And I, I excluded also undrafted free agents just because of what I was saying earlier. Statistically speaking, without priors, without biases, undrafted free agents don't make 53-man rosters. Sure, some do. And maybe you can shoot for one undrafted free agent to make the team. But overall, it's too early to tell in my opinion. So this is the linebackers that make the... the the linebacker room for the Cowboys right now. Michael Parsons, Gabriel Cox, Leighton Vanderich, Luke Gifford, Devin Harper, and Devonta Vaughn. Let's talk about it. Micah is elite. We know that by now. He is a true elite defender. I know it's been one season, but man, that was impressive. However, he also has pass rush responsibilities, and he will continue to have those. So forget about a full-time linebacker in Micah, he will do a little bit of everything, which is the right thing to do. After Parsons, you have Jabril Cox, who is a question mark. Listen, I, I love Jabril's potential. I think he will do a good job. But here are the facts. He hasn't started at all in the NFL. And he has some question marks as a prospect. And he's coming off an ACL injury. So to say that we are super confident on Jabril Cox would be maybe optimism. Then with Leighton Vanderich, I like the contract value and all of that. But again, a player that you know, you're getting a little bit of inconsistency along with the ride. Gifford, Harper, players that will be more in special teams and on defense. So I, I, don't, I, I think that looking at the roster, this is where your biggest need lies. Mike says Stephen White. Uh, Tommy says Gabriel will be a solid starter. Yeah, exactly. Listen. I like him too. And I think he will also be a pretty good starter for the Cowboys. I hope so. We know about the athleticism. We know about the range, about the speed. And Dan Queen wants to feature speed on the Dallas Cowboys, on their defense. But have we seen Debril Cox? Like truly seen him for an entire game? Not really. So 
I would like to see a little bit more depth, a little bit of more guarantee on the Cowboys. It will be interesting. It will be interesting to watch. That would be, in my opinion, the biggest need for the Cowboys. After that, you could also make the case for a kicker because the Cowboys have Chris Nagar and Gary Vai, the undrafted free agent, ready to fight for the kicker spot. But at the end of the day, two kickers that have no NFL experience to talk about. After that, I would say, well, yeah, depth at wide receiver indeed, and maybe a true number three running back. Lauren Michael says, where is Demon Clark? As I said, uh, just in case you missed that part, I didn't include Clark in the graphic because he's not going to be ready for week one. And since we're talking biggest needs, I am thinking about week one. Loved the Clark pick, though. I absolutely loved the Clark pick in the fifth round. I think that it was a steal at 176. And I think that a guy could start at some point for the Cowboys. Let's see. Uh, Chalk says, Mo, you don't have to see anything. Have you seen Leighton Vanderich? Sorry, play. Cox will be way better. Well, the thing is I'm not comparing uh, one with the other. I'm just talking about who will be on the field. They might both be on the field when you have Parsons rushing, maybe, actually. Jeremy says, Clark is my favorite pick. I respect that. It sucks that we will have to wait a little bit, but I respect that. Toxic Tom says, Mo, this feels like a typical Jason Garrett roster. Top heavy with shaky depth. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Let's try to break it down. Let's try to break it down because I don't know if I agree with this. Do you guys agree with this? Let me know in the chat. Do you agree or disagree with Toxic Tom Downey burner account? It's getting longer and longer, uh, the username. But Mo, this feels like a typical Jason Garrett roster, top heavy with shaky depth. I don't know, man. Let's talk about wide receiver, for example. Lamb, Gallup, Tolbert. And then Washington is your number four wide receiver. I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel bad about the depth at offensive line either. Maybe at tackle, I do have some questions. But let's see. Let's see what Josh Bull looks like. Then at defensive end, edge rusher, Lawrence Armstrong, Fowler, Williams, Golston. Golston is your basically your defensive end, what, five? or Basham is, and Parsons is also rushing the passer, and we're not even counting him. Osa, Gallimore, Watkins, Hill. At corner, you have, I don't know what will happen with Joseph, but let's say that Joseph and Wright are your, your depth at cornerback. I, I, I'm not saying it's the best depth in the NFL. I don't know if I'm as concerned about the depth, though, as Toxic Tom is. I don't know if I am. It does, as Nicholas, but at least they made some kind of effort to get better. Best we can do sitting at 24. So I think that my criticism, now that the, the offseason is essentially, <laughs> of course, it's not essentially over, but the portion of the offseason in, in which teams get better is over. And my criticism remains what happened at the beginning of it. Letting go of Mark Cooper, letting Lyle Collins walk, 
That's what I still don't like at all about a Cowboys offseason. Other than that, I do like the draft class. I do feel good about the roster overall. I do think this is a winning team and the favorite to win the division with the Eagles maybe being the, the major threat in the division. There you go. Full Canelli says, finally caught Moe's offseason slash draft hot take. Are we talking about the depth here? Might be. Hey, might be. I don't know. I think that sometimes we suffer a little bit from exposure bias. And that means we get caught up thinking about our team. And we kind of forget that other teams are in a very similar spot. That, that would be kind of the, my take on this whole thing. I think that the Cowboys have decent depth at defensive end, at the offensive line and cornerback and wide receiver pretty much. Even though I would, I would definitely like someone else. And I, I see that as a need. Just a one, one more wide receiver maybe if Gallup is hurt. But when Gallup is healthy, I feel good about this group. Danny Savage says, we're not sweeping the division plus a much tougher schedule. Well, not sweeping the division is not the equivalent of not having depth, though. You know? <laughs> oh, no. Mo, if you close your eyes and listen real hard, you can still hear Garrett clapping. Says Toxic Tom. Yeah. Tommy is right. There is no one more toxic than Tom, LMAO. <laughs> All right, guys, that will be it for tonight. I appreciate you guys tuning in. To sum it up, I think that the biggest need for the Cowboys right now is linebacker, kicker, and depth, maybe at wide receiver, at least for when Michael Gallup is hurt, if he's going to miss significant time. But linebacker takes the cake, in my opinion. That is a big-time need right there for the Cowboys. I don't know if they can do something about that before the season. We'll see. As always, primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know, uh, know about primetime. Mo says, Toxic Tom, when do you graduate, man? I graduate... And I will show you something cool on, on Wednesday with the One Cool Thing segment that we do every week. I graduate on June, close to the end of June. So we're close. We are close. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. Thank you for asking, Tom, by the way. And I will see you tomorrow night. It will be a fun week of content here on Primetime, including at some point in the week, uh, the look at my way too early 53-man roster projection. Thank you, guys. Make sure you smash the like button that allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys. Have a good Monday.